What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. Uh, appreciate you uh, tuning in once again, Adam. Baby, man, it was uh, it's draft season right now, and part of the Fantasy Alarm draft guide, we like to do a mock draft in there with the staff and you know, help you guys see where certain players are going at this time right now. We tried to, you know, do it, you know, in here in August as opposed to uh, earlier on. But 14 teams, one quarterback, uh, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, a kicker, and a D. 16 rounds. That was the. Those are the parameters here. If you're looking for the draft board, it's there on Twitter. Uh, you can go to at RotoBuzzGuy or at Adam Ronis. Uh, we'll tweet it out uh, with the, uh, the, you know, when we announce that this podcast is uh, live. So that's what we're talking about today here. We hope you guys uh, enjoy the uh, the witty banter between me and uh, this guy over here. What's up, Adam? What's going on, man? <laughs> Nothing. You sound like you're in a really good mood. Yeah, I'm in a good mood, even though the Mets got me depressed. But, you know, you have to do other things in life to offset that. Definitely. Definitely. I uh, what, What'd you do? Did you, you go for a nice walk today? Nice I go, walk? For, I go for a nice walk every day. I was actually talking to uh, John and Pemba about this on Alarm After Hours because I know we had the discussion. It's something that you wanted to start doing. So, yeah, I do it every day. Uh, yesterday was no, two days. Monday was 13,000 steps. Tuesday was 9,622, and with a few hours to go in the day, I'm at 8,359 now. So I've been trying to do nine to 12,000 a day. Obviously, the weather is great right now. So, yeah, I did have a walk as uh, as well as some other physical activity. Oh, really? Do you, do, you, um, do you do some, like, heavy lifting? Any boxes that you were moving around? Uh, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, fantastic. Well, I'm glad that you got a little, little bounce in your step, a little hitch in your giddy up. And uh, let's talk about this draft here. I mean, first of all, again, 14 teams. Adam had the ninth pick overall. I had the fifth pick overall. Um, you know, you're, you're always a let the draft come to you kind of guy here. Why don't we... Uh, Let's outline this. We'll start off with let's let's cover like the first five or six rounds here, um, uh, and we can just we kind of do it in tandem here. First round, uh, I start. I took Nick Chubb, uh, fifth overall. I don't think I need to explain that anymore. You at Kelsey, first round here after uh, after eight running backs come off the board. Uh, talk to me about the uh, the Kelsey early here in a non tight end premium league. Uh, yeah, I got autoed on this pick. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I decided, <laughs> you know what? I have not taken. <laughs> no, it would show on the draft board. Okay. That's I know it would, but it would be <laughs> nothing short of hysterical. If you, if that was actually like the case, you're like, yeah, I, I, no, I, I have not taken Kelsey at all in drafts this year. And I just wanted to see how my team would pan out. I mean, look, if you're doing overall rankings you gotta have kelsey in this range like how could you not i mean what is the knock against travis kelsey the only thing to me that you could say well he's getting older and maybe injuries could happen okay it's the nfl man we could say that about every freaking player especially all these running backs going ahead 
if we say that, then we're just going to draft scared. So, you know, Kelsey's been pretty durable. I mean, he's played at least 15 games every year since 2006. I mean, he was a uh, phenomenal last year. He's been the tight end one. What is it? Five, six straight years. Uh, you know, he's going to get a ton of targets in this offense. Uh, so there's really nothing negative to say about him at this point. I mean, it's five straight 1,000-yard seasons, and he does give you a big advantage, obviously, if he stays healthy. So I said, you know what? Uh, let me start with him. Because what happened was I didn't love any of the running backs there. You know, mm-hmm. the guys who went after were Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Mixon, CEH, Gibson. I was tempted to take Gibson, but I thought there's a chance he makes it back. Uh, and he almost did. He almost did. That would have uh, I would have loved it even more. So I said, all right, I'm going to take Kelsey and see what it's going to be like if I can build a successful team. And I actually was pretty pleased with the way it panned out, taking the tight end in round one. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. I feel like. I feel like, you know, I mean, listen, I love our staff and everything, but I, I feel like there are very few 14 team drafts that are done in preparation for the season. And, uh, you know, it just so happened I didn't want to I didn't want to bounce two people. I thought you could get like a, just a good solid read on where players are just being taken overall, as opposed to, uh, well, this is, you know, this, here's a here's a possible blueprint for your 12 teamer. Um, and I think that that kind of uh, that shifted some people around a little bit uh, with who they took, what their needs were. And uh, and and how it all went down. So I I like the idea of going in with that strategy and saying, you know what, I'm going to take Kelsey here. I'm going to see what happens. And uh, and listen, it comes back into the second round for you. And there's, you know, Gibson goes right before you to Bowden. Najee Harris, you're going to get crazy volume out of him. The offensive line is a little on the suspect side, but still getting a ton of volume out of Najee Harris. And that's it's not bad as an RB1 for you. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, we always say every draft is different. Let's compare it to the 14-team FSG League uh, draft. Now, that was a month ago, and things changed. And that one, Travis Kelsey went fifth overall. Um, I took Nick Chubb at eight in that one, but I knew he wasn't going to make it to me with you in this draft. And I was able to get Antonio Gibson in that one in round two. And I was able to get Gibson in round two in that one. Najee Harris won one pick before. So every draft is different, and you have to understand that. So – a lot of people like to plan their first pick, but you have to you don't know what's going to be on the draft board. And I didn't know what was going to be there. You know, I thought maybe Kelsey would be gone. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know how everyone else thought. I knew there would be a lot of running backs off the board. So that's why I was kind of preparing for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, knew it was going to be an RB heavy kind of a thing. You know, back into the draft there, Grande and uh, and Pemba both going, you know, wide receivers with their first two picks. I mean, you know, you got you got to love it. You know, when when you're sitting there and you got those running backs who are all coming off the board, if you don't like what's sitting there and you want to try and uh, and and piece it together late, you know, Devontae Adams and Calvin Ridley for Grande, Diggs and Hill for Mpamba, that's uh, that's an insane one-two punch for both those teams. Um, yeah, it's there. always tough in that spot, you know, if especially in a 14-team league, right? Because you know a lot of running backs are going to go, and you're staring at these elite wide receivers. So it's bold to do it, but I think it's the right move. At some point, you have to go, all right, look, everyone's going running back heavy, and these elite receivers are just falling. Now, what is the likelihood that 
the top five receivers we're drafting all finish top five? Probably not, but we can say the same thing about the running backs. We go through this every year. Um, and, and you just kind of have to piecemeal the running backs together. The problem is when you look at these teams, you're never going to love them. You're going to be like, oh, my God, uh, Grande's RB1 is Edmonds and his RB2 is Hines. That's terrible. Yeah, well, of course, on paper, it's going to look bad. But you also got three receivers, Adams, Ridley, Cooper, uh, uh, elite quarterback in Allen, Robbie Anderson as your flex, and uh, Evan Ingram as your tight end. Well, I don't know. Uh, he, he, <laughs> that went downhill in a hurry, didn't he, it? He keeps underwhelming, and he took Gronk as a backup, so you hope one of them work out. But, yeah, I mean, it's never going to look good on paper uh, when you do that. And then even with Impemba, a little bit better. He's got Diggs, Hill, and Julio as his three. Daryl Henderson as his one. Um, the th- it's For me, it's difficult to take a tight end and a QB in the first five, six rounds. He did it with Dak and Mark Andrews. Um, and still came away with Gordon Drake and Dylan. Um, it actually, I think it worked out better for him because those running backs that he took um, and then, you know, uh, upside receiver and Elijah Moore, solid PPR guy, Jacoby Myers, even though he didn't score last year. Uh, so I think it might have worked out a little bit better for him. Yeah, I think it worked out definitely better for uh, for Impema than it did for, uh, for Grande. Um, you know, I mean... Again, you're you're right. It's a very it's a tough spot to be in. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would have taken Andrews there either. I was uh, I thought that was a little off, but I mean, again, not 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 the end of the world there. Still technically a possible top five tight end um, for that. So, you know, I mean, for 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 what they tried to do, yeah, I think Impemba came out better than than Grande did. Um, but again, you know. It's uh, obviously it's tough to tough to judge here in the in the in the mock. Um, all right. So you went Travis Kelsey, Najee Harris, and then it came back to me. I took Miles Sanders to go with Nick Chubb. Uh, and then it came back around. You saw A.J. Brown, Swift, Carson, Gaskin. Round three PPR format. I mean, uh, how do I not take Keenan Allen staring at me? I was actually sitting there and, and I had it all lined up. In my queue, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, CeeDee Lamb. I was like, there you go. That's going to be my third round pick right there, depending on who's available. And they went right there in a row. So I feel good about Keenan Allen uh, at that spot. And then you went wide receiver in the third as well. Yeah, I was hoping CeeDee Lamb would fall. I was like, oh, my goodness, CeeDee Lamb going to make it back to me. It's like the same in the Razzle. And, of course, I just teased myself too much uh, because I thought Lamb would have gone a little bit earlier than that, especially with the buzz in camp and the highlights every day and Cooper being a little banged up. Uh, We're seeing Lamb go ahead of Cooper now. Uh, So, yeah, I went with Chris Godwin. Uh, If Amari Cooper was 100%, I'd probably take him. But, you know, I'm kind of I'm treating this as a real draft. So probably back off just a little bit on Cooper right now, just because he's in a range of wide receivers where it's so close. So why? take someone who's already dealing with an issue. I know they're saying he's fine and they probably are being cautious, which I think teams should do at this point. Uh, But I went with Chris Godwin. Look, there's definitely risk with Godwin and Evans this early um, because I think Antonio Brown's a hell of a value, man. Um, If you look at those numbers over the, towards the end of the season, they were pretty close, but I think Godwin was banged up through. He had a couple of injuries last year. And I just think the, Buccaneers offense is going to be great again. I mean, it took Brady half a season to figure it out. And when he did, 
it was crazy. I mean, they just came out passing. Uh, they have, you know, the running backs, but I, I just think Brady's going to come out passing. He has all these weapons. Uh, so I think Godwin will put up really good numbers again. I just so talented. And I think there's enough for all these guys to produce in this offense. Yeah. Um, I Listen, I, they're going to throw. They're definitely going to throw. They don't like the running backs on that team. I mean, really, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. Uh, you know, Tom Brady brings in Gio Bernard to to play the role of uh, of, of James White for him. So, you know, yeah, there's going to be volume there for uh, for Godwin. You went on a, a little bit of a wide receiver run there. And I got to tell you, dude, <laughs> that's a pretty sick foursome. Godwin, DJ Moore, Jamar Chase and Chase Claypool. Dude, that's a that's a pretty sick foursome for you. Yeah, I was surprised Chase fell that far. I mean, maybe I'm just looking at the high stakes leagues and other drafts that I've been in where he goes early. I was a little concerned you would take him there in round five. Um, so I was surprised he made it back. I was like, oh, OK, this is a easy <laughs> as my wide receiver three. And I already have Kelsey. Yeah, easy call. So I do tend to do this because. I've done a lot of drafts this year, I think, especially picking at the back end, it's easy to start two running backs. And then just hammer wide receiver. Like, I just love the wide receivers in this round, man. Uh, it's just, there's so much talent here. And, yeah, wide receivers deep. But when you start looking at some of the receivers that go later, they're just not going to get the target volume that some of these guys get in these rounds. So, um, it was pretty much a plan. And especially seeing the way people attacked running backs in this draft, I was like, yeah, there's just no way I can feel comfortable taking some of these running backs over these receivers. I mean... I, I put it in my write-up that you're going to publish. I cannot believe Miles Gaskin went RB20. I mean, overall 28. Like, I just thought there was kind of overreaction in this room to the running back position. And uh, I'm just not going to get sucked into it. I'm just going to go in the other direction. And then I'm going to – because, the okay, the way, especially with Kelsey as tight end one, basically now – if I'm going to come out of a 14-team league, and if you're in a good 14-team league, you're probably coming out with a weakness somewhere – I will always let it be my RB2 because I think that's something that's you can fix right. um, either in the draft or on the waiver wire. So now if Kelsey stays healthy, right, I don't have to worry about tight end except my bye week. I got an RB1 in, in Najee Harris who is going to get a lot of volume. You mentioned the offensive line issues, but volume will, should trump that. They, they've they already said he's going to play in every preseason game. They want to get him acclimated to the NFL game. So I'm good there. Now I'm just hammering receivers, which will be my flex. Um, I got a, a good QB one at Ryan Tannehill who's been underrated the last couple of years. And I think throws more this year. So now, all right, out of Trey Sermon, Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray, Jerick McKinnon, give me one of those guys to pop. And then obviously waiver wire throughout the season, if we're playing this draft out. So I don't mind coming away with that blueprint. Um, and again, we say it all the time, your, your team is going to change so much throughout the season. If we play this out, you know, half these guys not might might not be on the team by the end of the year, either due to losing their job, injuries or whatever it is. But, you know, just do this as an exercise for those listening. You know, go back and look at, you know, one of the teams you had last year that was successful. If you're listening to this podcast and you subscribe to FantasyAlarm.com, you had to have at least one championship team or one that made the playoffs and went far. Go back, look at that roster that you ended with and look at your draft. And I'm pretty sure you're going to see, you know, 60 percent. Is different. Um, I do it every year, like 20 roster spots, usually 11 or 12 are, are that I drafted. And that's, you know, on a good uh, situation. So 
that's the other thing to keep in mind. We always sit here and judge drafts. Oh, my God, look at this team. It's so bad. Oh, that team's great. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's good talking fodder and it's talk, you know, strategy, but we know that things change so much during the season. Well, that's the, you know, you got to use this. You got to use this as a tool. Like that's, you know, bookmark this page where you're looking at the draft board. Pick a team that you, you know, mark it down. Look at all these teams and and mark down who you like the most, who you like second most, who you like third. Mark down your top three teams. All right. Or just your three favorite. They don't even have to be ranked. Bookmark that page and then come back at the end of the season and say, all right, well, I like those teams. This is how, you know, uh, this is how their players fared, you know, and, uh, you know, would this team have been, you know, super competitive for me or whatever. It's always good to just, you know, like people think, you know, you do a mock draft and you throw it away or, you know, you do your research during the beginning of the, you know, preseason. Uh, and then you just, then, then it's all about in-season management. If you're not checking back, especially if you have a bad season, especially if you have a bad, now if you, if you've won championship over championship, well, Hey, you've, obviously subscribe to fantasy alarm and B um, you're good at what you do and you're, and you're picking up on, on everything that needs to be picked up. But if you have a bad year, if you have a bad season, go back and look and see what drafts, you know, look at some of your old mocks, look at this one here and see what you, uh, what you think of it. That's, I mean, that's, that's to me, that's a, a, a smart move just so that, you know, you can, you can track, like you might feel one way right now, uh, and then, the, the, you know, I might love my team here and then, in the, you know, come back to the end of the season and I look and I'm like, oh, geez, this guy shit the bed. This guy shit the bed. Look, this guy was terrible. You know, what the hell was I doing? That's not going to happen. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just saying check up on it there. So, um, yeah, all right. So I just I just did that with my GST team from last year that made the final taking the defense and kicker out. I had 14 of the 18 players I drafted. That doesn't happen a lot, man. It really doesn't. <laughs> That's a bad example to give. But can I go back. Can I go back and look at my GST yeah, team? I can, yeah, you absolutely can. I'm gonna I'm gonna click on that and see because I won with this team. Right. Well, I have your team here if you want. Uh, do you remember though, like who you? Wait, no. Now I'm in the. In my, oh no, I'm in, my bad. I'm in the wrong one. It's only. I can go to it though, because obviously I have access to it. I'm but, I'm looking right now here. What's uh can you know. would you remember though those that draft the ones you drafted and ones you did? What yeah, you have to do is yeah, go to yeah. you totally have to would. go to my team roster and then it go to year and yep, go to I'm 2020. On it. Okay. Um, I'm on it. Here we go. Where is Bender's roster? I see it now. Baker Mayfield. Did you draft them? Yes. Hey, right? Come on. Come on. Right, I'm trying to help you out here. Yeah, you know, I, I want to be able to see. <laughs> There's it. no trades in this league, by the way, too. So that means there are no trades in this league. All right. right. So Baker Mayfield, I drafted. David Johnson, I drafted. DeAndre Swift, I drafted. Um, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, probably. Marvin Jones. I believe I picked him up off of waivers. Okay, so four Ty out of four and one. Tyreek Hill, I drafted. Hunter Henry, I drafted. Geo, I don't think I drafted. Okay. Um, Curtis Samuel, I did. I he's definitely a draft guy. Kicker D. Leave those uh, out. Drew Brees, I drafted. 
Mixon I drafted. Um, Ahmed was a free agent. Yeah, oh, easily. Yeah. Mostert was was drafted. And James Robinson was drafted. All right, so, yeah, I mean, it's rare that that happens, about 11 or 12 out of your 18. Um, But you still, there's still turnover. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't happen like that often. I I don't know why. I've had, like, really good teams that I drafted in the GST. I have no idea why. But I know one of these years it's not going to work out. I hope I'm wrong. (laughs) But it's just, it's just. It's crazy. Like, this is a very competitive league with good players. And I've done better in this league than my fucking home league with some clowns. And I, if you're listening, sorry, guys. I don't think you're a lot of you are good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, unbelievable. I just don't understand. I don't know if it's because it's IDP. And maybe I don't focus on that as much. Because I don't invest draft capital in it because there's plenty of guys in the waiver wire. We only start two defensive linemen, two linebackers, and two defensive backs. There's always guys available every week. But I just I, – I don't understand it. And then even like when I'm in my friend's work league with his old, and like we do well every year, but we haven't won it as much as we should. And he was like, yo, should we just back out of league this year? I'm like, nah, man, we should be winning more, man. Like we're profiting. But uh, that's the frustrating thing with fantasy football. Because in some of the in that league, like some of these guys don't set their lineup every week. They're not oh. diligent on the way. It's frustrating, bro, because, you know, we put so much time and we like we know we're better than them. And yet, like we've been in the final, I think, six times and won twice or three. We won. I know we won two years ago. Last year, we didn't make the playoffs. And it's just like, how's this happening? It's just crazy how that works out, man. And I think it's because I think I identified the problem is that. I draft like I am in a high stakes league in that league and you can't do it. I got to adjust and just be like, all right, you know what? Maybe this is the league to take Kelsey in the quarterback early because now I know I'm going to get those sleepers later. Now there's a couple guys in there who are sharp and will take guys that I want, but that's knowing where I, I've talked about this numerous times, knowing the room and knowing who you're drafting against. And I guess I have to do a better job of adjusting. Even again, I've had success. You go back and look. My friend looked at the winning percentage. Like we're the best. Maybe or maybe it's just the variance of the playoffs, right? Where you have a good team and you have the bad week and you lose. I, I, what do you think? I agree with you that you definitely need to adjust how you draft. You can't draft in it like a high stakes league, especially especially if there are guys who don't even set their lineups, let alone you know do their due diligence on the waiver wire. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is about, this is like, you know, you grab that, that all-star team that, you know, and you, and you, you just draft it like you're doing, you know, just a regular old, you know, is it 10 teams or 12 teams? 12. It's 12. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah, I, I think that, you know, yeah. I mean, well, let me ask you this. In what way are you drafting it like a high stakes team? That you're you're not doing. like what are you doing differently in a high stakes league than you're doing in like your regular home league? I think that's important for people to know. Uh, I guess I'm just kind of base uh, drafting like off my ranks, waiting on quarterback. Damn, where did I? Damn, I didn't take a quarterback to round twelve last year. Is that right? Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> round twelve and fourteen with a quarterback. So that's probably one because some of those. They'll take the backup quarterback. 
they'll also take a third quarterback because it's 18 rounds. And, you know, if you're, oh, I don't know. Oh, I heard of this guy because he's a quarterback and they take him. Um, looking last year, though, uh, it was bad running backs early on. Did pick up Herbert off the waiver wire, so solved the QB problem. Had Beckham in round four, so that was a problem. Um, Hollywood Brown in round five, so aggressive there. But Akers in round six, like that didn't happen in a lot of leagues. DeAndre Swift in round seven. So it's not like I pushed those guys up. Right. Um, so I guess this one was CD Lamb in round nine, bro. Like, uh, but then again, Dak went down. So I guess in this one, it was just kind of injuries and a couple bad picks early. But I think take the quarterback earlier, man, in this, I think, um, would be something that I, I guess I would do. You know, just take it, you know, especially this year, you know, like I think. Take the Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, if he's healthy at the time, uh, because in this type of league, it should be a little bit easier to identify the values later and especially off the waiver wire. OK, All right. I just think it's important for people to understand, you know, what what you're doing differently in a, in a high stakes league. Um, just so that they know, because, you know, not everybody's doing that. And it's uh, it, it definitely makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Um, all right. Let's get back to this uh, this mock draft here. We just kind of fell off uh, off central, which uh, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> no, you're mad at me now, bro. Don't be mad. No, 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 no. In, in all honesty, <laughs> I'm mad because the dogs are barking outside and my wife knows that we're recording. And I'm like, what the fuck? Get the fucking dogs inside. How the fuck do you do this? This like, is where know, having it'd be no- one thing. It'd be one thing if like this was like a, a random podcast, right? But I'm fucking doing this every goddamn at the day. Same time. At the same time. <laughs> at the same time. Why? Know the routine. Right. It's it's amazing. I know my wife's routine like that. Like that. I know when she gets up, when she goes to bed, when she goes to work, what she's doing. I just know because it just it makes my life easier to know when to expect her home. And, you know, should I have dinner, you know, prepared for tonight? And this is that the other thing. Right. Put the fucking dogs inside when I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> just play this back for her. Oh, you know, I will, dude. You know I will. Well, I texted her also. I'm like, get the fucking dogs. I get that like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's unbelievable. Anyway, let's get back to this fucking. You know what? Let's let's pay some bills. Let's give a shout out to our sponsor so I can cool off a little bit. Be right back with the rest of this mock draft after this. All right. So here we go. When last we left off, Adam, you had Kelsey Harris. Godwin Moore, Chase Claypool, Chase uh, Jamar Chase as well. Jamar Chase before Chase Claypool. And then you rounded out your seventh round with a little Trey Sermon. So that was, you know, tight end, two running backs, four wide receivers, rock solid group right there. You're getting volume all over the place. Good targets, good upside. I like it. I went Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Keenan Allen. Then it came to me in round four. I took Adam Thielen. And then, you know what, in round five, listen, you know I love my running backs. I, I, I will never, you know, be an apologist for loving my running backs. But I was also, I was I was really surprised because I was looking at Odell Beckham and Jamar Chase, to be honest with you. 
Um, but then I was like, how is Javante Williams still there? And knowing that, you know, he definitely wouldn't be making it back to me because not only did Impemba and Grande need running back help, but, you know, you didn't have anybody either uh, besides Najee Harris. So I was like, all right, let me, let me, you know, get my third running back here. And, and you know, that's my flex and, and felt good about that. So that's why I took uh, Javante Williams. But then my next two picks right back to the wide receivers, Tyler Boyd, Michael Gallup, I got to tell you, Keenan Allen, Thielen, Boyd, and Gallup in a PPR format, I, you know, you, you you mush that up with three uh, running backs in Chubb, Sanders, and Williams, dude. I, I love that seven, the, the first seven rounds for me. I love it. Yeah, I'll definitely like Boyd for sure. Um, you know, I still think I think there's room for all three of those wide receivers to do well. They don't really have a tight end. The defense is still an issue in Boyd's been successful the last couple of years and Gallup obviously uh, is the deep threat in this offense. And if Amari Cooper is banked up or slow early in the year, that's just going to benefit Gallup uh, big time. So uh, yeah, those were two guys that uh, yeah, it kind of made it easier for me. Cause I'm like, damn, if Antonio Brown and Gallup fall to me in round seven, what am I going to do? Because I already have four receivers and I kind of need a running back. Right. Uh, but that decision was made for me with those guys going uh, with you taking one and Brown going a pick before. Yeah, I um, I, I, I liked it. I like the fact also that Gallup's getting work out of the slot in uh, camp as well. I mean, we'll see how it sticks. But, you know, I mean, to have those three to have those three receivers, you know, just uh, fairly interchangeable in Cooper. Only going to make it more difficult for the uh, for the coverage for the defense. So, yeah, and we saw it last year when Dak was healthy. Those first few games, I mean, they were just putting up insane numbers. Yeah, like video game numbers, dude. It was ridiculous. And you can't expect that again. But if their defense doesn't improve, then they might. Uh, be uh, what to do you mean? I can't expect that again. That's why I took Michael Gallup. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah, that Dak was on pace for what seven thousand yards. Add the extra game. Yeah, you're right. He can. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Add the extra game makes it even better. 8,200 is his over-under on passing yards this year. What do you yeah, want? E- easy over. Easy over. Yeah. Easy. Um, all right. So so that's what happened there with my first seven. Those are your first seven. Um, it kind of got uh pretty funny. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny the fact so so it comes to me in, in round eight. Well, for round eight, you took your quarterback, you took Ryan Tannehill. When that happened, I was like, oh, sick. He, I, I thought for sure you were taking Joe Burrow. I thought for sure you were taking Joe Burrow. When you didn't take him, I was like, all right, look, I'll take Joe Burrow with my next pick. But Joe Galena took him. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, let me look at my tight end. I never take Goddard. I never take him. I don't own him ever. Um, and and so I, I, I went and took him. And then I uh, and then, you know, I guess that whole conversation that you and I had about stacking and I had that whole conversation with uh, with Bowden on the Fantasy Alarm show about stacking. Um, lo and behold, I, I got a stack that I didn't even mean to get uh, when I took Jalen Hurts because I totally forgot that I had Miles Sanders already on the uh, on the team. Dang got her. <laughs> go, go Eagles. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, you said that in the chat, and I wasn't looking at your roster at the time, so I was like, I don't know what he's talking about because I wasn't looking at your roster. And now <laughs> I see why. <laughs> that was that was me being like, yeah, you know, I was I was watching the fish show on the uh, on the other monitor. 
I got caught up in one of the jams. I, I may or may not have like been standing and boogieing in my office while this was all going on. Uh, and then it came down to me to pick and I was like, oh, shit, yeah, let me just grab Jalen Hurts here uh, as my quarterback. And then I, I turned around. I was like, ah, oh, ball sniffers. I have an eagle stack. Like, I mean, that's I mean, granted, hopefully, you know, playing the Dallas Cowboys twice a year and the Giants twice a year helped score some points there. But I did not mean to do that. I did not. Well, Hertz was the best available quarterback. if That's where you were looking at there. So I think uh, and everyone except one team had a quarterback at that point. I yeah, don't know if you even looked yeah, at yeah. that. Yeah, Ray, Ray Coon didn't. He had uh, yeah. he took Matt Ryan in the 11th. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. That's kind of where I went there. And the oops-a-daisy, I got an eagle stack. And, uh, you know, but there it is. I have my tight end and my, uh, and my, and my quarterback there. That's the, uh, that's the starting roster for me. Starting roster for you, too. I'm looking at yours. Um, Tannehill over Burrow. How come? Uh, just a little bit more safer and he runs a little bit and he's done it now two years in a row. And I just think their defense isn't as good as it once was. It's a new offensive coordinator. Yeah. They're going to feature Henry, but they're going to pass a little bit more bringing in Julio. So uh, Tannehill has just shown to be really efficient uh, two last years. I know there was a report that came out today that Burrow has looked awful in training camp. I don't worry about it. He maybe he is favoring the knee a little bit and he's a little tentative. But this is actually good if you want to buy the Bengals. I've always said this. I don't like seeing, like, crazy rave reviews, great reports on players that I'm targeting. This is the worst thing if you want C.D. Lamb. His price is going to keep going up. So this is not good. You don't want to see this. What you want to see is the guy is healthy, nothing crazy. So if you are looking at Burrow and the Bengals' offense and you see this report, it's good. As long as he's healthy. And it's early in camp. We still have a month to go. And we know that the offensive line is a little bit of an issue still. But if this is going to push him down the board, then that's good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've taken Burrow. I took Burrow in FSGA in a 14-team league as my starting quarterback. I do. I think I do have Tannehill ranked a spot or two higher. So it's close. I mean, next draft, I might take Burrow ahead of Tannehill. You know, they're that close for me. But I do like both. Okay. Yeah. I mean, again, that's why I thought, you know, I was like, ah, oh, he's going to take Burrow. But, but you didn't. So, um, all right. So good, good stuff there. Now let's talk about just filling out your roster, um, depth wise, you know, um, any, you know, Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray, Jarek McKinnon at running back, Rondell Moore, Paris Campbell, Marquez Calloway at wide receiver. Um, anybody really standing out to you? Somebody you think, uh, might really outperform their, uh, their draft spot. Yeah, I mean, look, they're going to use Jamal Williams. They've kind of said it. So uh, he's he was really good last year in Green Bay. Latavius Murray, I think, gets used more with uh, the lack of weapons at wide receiver. And if Kamara goes down, we've seen what Latavius Murray can do. Yep. Uh, Ron- Rondell Moore, um, we've already seen A.J. Green's banged up. Shocker. Um, Christian Kirk's banged up. Um, they're going to run a lot of four wide sets, the fast-paced offense. He's look good in camp. So that's exactly what you want to run 11. Give me him over some of these boring veterans, right? I mean, I'd rather take these young wide receivers that can pop, you know, uh, was Justin Jefferson going in this range last year? Probably right. Somewhere in this range. That's yeah. That's, Justin Jefferson. I, somebody, somebody called up. They had him in the, uh, in the 14th round. Yeah. So that's what you want to do is take these young 
receivers. You know, these boring veterans are, are probably not going to do anything. And what is their ceiling anyway? You know, so uh, Paris Campbell. Yeah. You know, no Carson Wentz hurts a little bit, but maybe being in the slot, have to get the ball out quicker um, to alleviate the pressure. You know, Eason, definitely that's one of the weaknesses for him is, is handling pressure. So maybe they say, All right, get the ball out quick. Maybe that helps Campbell or maybe Wentz comes back quicker or they make a move. So I'm still going to bank on that talent. And obviously Callaway should have a, a bigger role while Michael Thomas is out. Yes, he definitely should have a bigger role while Thomas is out. Well, I, I went for a couple of boring veterans and Rashad Perriman and Keelan Cole. I mean, these two guys are going to both be on the field. Perriman's, you know, could be the number one in, in an offense that's going to have to throw a shitload. Granted, it's Jared Goff doing all the throwing, but. No, I like Perryman. I mean, he is a veteran, but obviously I've always been a big fan. He's got the size and the speed. Injuries have been the biggest issue for him. So, yeah. but I would take a shot on him because, yeah, Detroit doesn't have much of a receiver. I mean, it is going to be Hawkinson and Swift getting a lot of the targets, but the receiver is going to have to do something, especially if we think they're going to be as bad as we expect. I mean, they're going to have to throw playing from behind. So I did that, and then Keelan Cole, who seems to have uh, kind of really uh, endeared himself with the coaching staff for the Jets, so I might as well do that. Uh, Darrington Evans for that Derrick Henry injury, you know, that's the uh, the, the pick there. I did that to uh, aggravate Matt Sells. Um, and Anthony McFarlane, you know, I mean, it took him with my last pick. I was like, dude, he knows Matt Canada, you know, just like you're talking about Jamal Williams being involved in the Detroit ground game, McFarlane could be involved in the uh, in the in the Pittsburgh one as well. I'm not saying it's going to be a big role. They're going to go with Najee Harris, but wouldn't surprise me to see Canada get a little goofy there and get McFarlane some touches. Yeah, again, 16th round pick. You're just it's probably going to be a cut anyway, most of the time, right? Because we all want to pick up someone usually in week one. We got to cut someone, so. That's probably the cut. Yeah, he's definitely. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, listen, he's definitely the uh, the the first cut, no doubt. Unless no doubt. something happens to Najee, and then I'm in trouble. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then I'll trade him to you. Yes, yeah, so Kelsey, straight up. Yeah, no problem. Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, dude. Well, there we go. Uh, that's the breakdown here. Um, You'll be able to see a full write-up uh, where everybody gives their favorite picks, their least favorite picks, uh, what they've learned during the course of drafting here in the offseason. All of that's going to be available in the Fantasy Alarm uh, NFL Draft Guide. Um, we're doing a flash sale. Fantasy Alarm is doing a flash sale here. Uh, ridiculous like savings for the Hall of Fame game, which uh, is, uh, is Thursday. Uh, by the end of business on Thursday – this deal will be gone, all right? But if you go to fantasyalarm.com slash HOF and use the promo code HOF, you can get everything seasonal, draft guide, league sync, cheat sheet, rankings, articles, everything. Uh, that's all in there, uh, plus all of the DFS work, all the, 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 the rankings, the playbooks, the lineups, the... Uh, position coaches, everything that you could possibly want. Uh, if you go to fantasyalarm.com slash HOF uh, and use the promo code HOF, 
uh, it comes out to like less than 80 bucks for the full fucking season. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. That's what we're doing. So flash sale. It's going to stop, but uh, you can check it out. Nonetheless, um, that's going to be uh, that's going to be it for us here. Uh, big thanks, as always, Adam. It's uh, it's great to draft side by side with you. Great to break down these teams with you. Uh, and I look forward. I wish I wish we were in the same division in the GST, man. I really do. One of these years, man. We usually mix it up, but we have 23 of 24 coming back. <laughs> so it's like, all right, might as well just leave it because we try to break it down. Same amount of industry people, high stakes experts, whatever, you know, an even breakdown. We don't want to have like 10 analysts in one league and then three in the other. Right. No, I got gotcha. you. So it just happened that, yeah, 23 and 24 back. And uh, unfortunately, we are doing it online. We had planned to do it in person, but the world keeps changing day by day. I'm not going to lie, man. That that bummed me out to see that email. I was really, really pushing for it. I found a credit that I had on United Airlines. Was going to get to do it. Fly, even fucking fly first class. Just be there for the night. But yeah, yeah, well, that's what happened is I Chris had contacted me because he's like, man, did people book anything yet? I'm like, not that I know of, but I know Howard and Jen were trying to get it. He's like, yeah. So he asked me to put up that poll because we did get a couple people voicing concern. And then I, I don't know if you saw that New York City is now requiring that you have to be vaccinated to go inside to bars, restaurants and all that stuff. Uh, I don't think it's going to take effect, though, for a couple weeks or September. I saw two different dates. So I didn't realize either that that bar is closed on Sundays. Chris is like, I don't want to, you know, open it up and half the people come and people don't feel uncomfortable. So let's just do it online. I said, OK. All right. Well, <clears throat> saves me a couple of bucks. So uh, I'll, I'll say thank you to that. And I'll say thank you to Chris. But. Next uh, next year, dude, it's it's a no-brainer. It is a no-freaking-brainer. For sure, as long as there's not 17 other variants. Oh, I mean, it's just a new one every day. This world is melting down. Brutal. But there you go. That's going to do it for us. Big thanks to everybody for liking and subscribing. For my man, Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and... We'll catch you next time.